Okay, so we are in the sanctuary right now. It's kind of nice in here. Got Peaceful. a good place. <laughs> uh, MJ, we the mission behind like the sanctuary, right, is to create a space, a sought like a space where people can come and be able to listen and to be able to listen not only to um, what God might be speaking through them, but to be able to feel like they can go to God whenever they want. It's kind of like creating a space. Yeah, right? absolutely. In, in the word, we have so many examples of when the Lord's like, build up my sanctuary, build up my space. And in the New Testament, we see that we are the temple, mm -hmm. right? We have the indwelling yeah. of the Holy Spirit, so we become his sanctuary. And the space that we create around us becomes a sanctuary. And the way that we build that up is by bringing him in, inviting him into the space that he already is present, but more so um, for our own heart's sake and for us to, to feel that relief in the sanctuary. Yeah, so it's not exactly a space a physical space, mm -hmm. right? But we can create our own little sanctuaries wherever we are, mm -hmm. whether we're in the yes. car, whether we're at work, at home, wherever it may be. And that's kind of our hope for this, um, not only podcast, but this specific episode too, is to be able to create a sanctuary where you can commune with God and talk with God whenever. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of going in from our last episode of on prayer and talked about like, how we can come to God, but now we kind of want to talk about what it looks like to be able to um, receive and to be able to be in a space where we can feel, well, not feel, but like be able to just be. Yeah, so I think what we'll primarily focus on, Nicole, like you're saying, is it's really the way that we are walking in faith and positioning ourselves to receive the answer to prayer but the positioning is an act of faith mm -hmm. right so it's really it's really stretching our faith muscles in belief that when we pray the lord is going to give us direction going to answer it um or redirect us i think it was the last example we spoke about the last um, episode when i was talking about having that revelation with the lord about the northern lights where I was praying and, and just like in awe of the Northern Lights, like it's my one of my top things I want to mm -hmm. see, right? And I, I've been praying like God's like, let me have an opportunity to see this. And I really had this revelation where it's like, yeah, but you are not positioned to see them. Even if I were to put them in the sky all over the entire world, you're in bed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you going to see yeah. these things, right? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's right. I well, I probably only see them on Facebook on those little. <laughs> <laughs> but then there was another part to the revelation where it was like, I'm not in the season to be able to pop up when the Northern Lights might have a higher um, time of being present when you might have an opportunity to see them to go to the darkest parts of the city or in Wisconsin to see them. Um, you know, I I have a family, so I'm not just gonna leave them here and say, you know, I'll see you tomorrow. That would not be appropriate. So. The, the pieces that I wanted to talk about is positioning ourselves to believe that when we're praying for something in the Lord's will, that it will come to pass. And then also the second part we can get into is, is it the right season for us to receive the things that we pray for? And should we stop praying for it or should we continue to pray for it? Mm, those are really good questions. 
Really good questions. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, let's let's get in, into that for for a minute. So we can use the northern lights, like you said. Um, or we could use a biblical story because I have one of those. Oh, too. you do. OK, look at so, you coming prepared. Hey, you know, <laughs> I love Elijah, one of the prophets in, in the word. Yeah. So he just sticks out to me all the time. And I, I like to see the faith in the relationship that he had with the Lord. And so it's in the Old Testament. You look in First Kings. Um, I'm going to be reading First Kings 18, just talking through, I think it's 41. Well, yeah, 41 through like 44. So we'll put that inside the comments. Um, but it's basically Elijah and he is asking for rain. So initially, Elijah actually asked for it not to rain because the people were wicked, right? And so he was like, no rain. We don't want rain, right? Like wanted to make sure that they, they knew they were behaving poorly. Well, three years pass and there's no rain. Like there's no food for him even. <laughs> like there's a famine. And he is praying to the Lord like, okay, there needs to be, like, we, it needs to rain, right? So he mm -hmm. prays for the rain and you can see that the way that he had faith in knowing that the Lord who had answered his prayers before, right, to cease the rain from happening along with other miracles that the Lord had worked through him was going to bring rain. So instead of just wishfully thinking, Lord, rain, you know, it, it would be really great. People are starving. Just a couple sprinkles. He rained fervently. He, he prayed. And he also had eager expectation that it was going to rain because the God who made things come to pass before was going to do it again. And so as he was praying, he prayed and he sent off someone to go and check and see the sky and look and see if they could see the rainfall. And he didn't do this once, and he didn't do this twice, not even three times. And said he sent, uh, the, he sent this man seven times and said, go check. And he'd come back each time, no rain. Go check, no rain. Go check, no rain. Out of faith, he was sending him because he knew that well, the Lord was going to answer his prayers. And by the seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. And Elijah knew that that was the indication that the rain was going to come. So this is a biblical story, and it's something where it shows the faith of, the, of one of the Lord's servants, his prophets, in continuing, not just giving up praying, mm -hmm. continuing to pray, continuing to take action by sending the servant to check on, you know, okay, is the rain coming today? And then also knowing that even when there was a small glimmer of a, of a cloud, it was going to come. How do we apply that now to our life? Uh, that's where we can mm. get into things like the Northern Lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, even if you think about, though, like things in our life where it's, I mean, Nicole, right? Like you think about these things that are pretty big in our life about being even like a mother, right? Or a wife. There are big things in our life that we pray for. There are also things that, you know, may be more significant to us than others when it comes to a promotion or getting into a school um, or are pursuing the next season of your life by, you know, maybe relocating. And it's like we have these deep desires, these really deep desires, and we pray for them. And the Holy Spirit is in us. And so as we, we invite the Lord into that space, we talked about how we can invite the Lord, right? Praying to him, talking to him, communicating with him, being real with him and authentic. When we do that, he hears our prayers, but he also aligns our desires with his will as we pray that to him. And so if you're praying for something, 
and you've been asking the Lord, Lord, if it is your will, Lord, help me. And you keep praying and you find that you're continuing to have encouragement while you pray for it. It's very likely it's in his will. And so that's something you continue to take to him and just continue to say, Lord, if it's your will, you know, help me to discern if I should keep praying for this. If it's not in your will, redirect me. And then listen. Listen in your heart, in scripture. If you feel joy and you feel the Lord is, is just welling up in you because of your faith, continue to pray and also take action. That action is going to look different for each one of us we might not run seven times to go see if it's going to rain or not i'm not going to go because i don't really care for the rain even though i know we need it so i should say lord please rain we're in a drought here but for the things in my life that i prayed for and that have some have come to pass and some have not i continued to pray that the lord would refine my desires and help me to know if i should be praying and he's always in the things that i continue to pray for encourage me to pray and also act so those things that we do to prepare. So if you are looking to be um, a wife or a parent or looking to relocate or something, anything that you are doing or to get a different kind of job um, promotion in the specialty, are you taking steps right now in your life that if that were to come to pass, you would be prepared? Are you, are you learning what it's like to be around children <laughs> if that's one of your desires is to be a mom? Are you learning how to communicate and have a healthy relationship through, you know, pursuing scriptural-based, you know, relationship things through books, through making relationships with people who have had experience in marriage, if that's your goal? Are you looking at the city that you're wanting to relocate and actually visiting that place and seeing if you like it, right? It's like we have these prayers and these deep things that are good in our heart, and if we're not taking action to actually believe for it to come forth, we're not really living out our faith in our prayer. Because if we're praying, it's just frivolous. And we're like, I'm praying for this, I'm praying for that, and hopefully one of them God will catch. That's not the robustness of how we can build relationship with the Lord. The Lord wants us to trust in him, come to him, and continue to let him work in us a heart that is refined. And I think sometimes people believe that like their prayers might be superficial. But I want to offer you this. If you are building that relationship, you truly are praying to the Lord and you want to know his insight, not just your own. If it's heavy on your heart, it's heavy on his heart. And it doesn't matter if it's superficial to someone else because it's a relationship between you and the Father, right? It's, it's a relationship that Jesus is here and he is our, uh, he's with us, but he also, and we have the Holy Spirit in us. But this relationship that we're building three in one, our Lord, right? We have with us with our God it's not just with other people around us to see if it's a good prayer it's I'm praying this is an intimate confidential relationship with my maker he knows that if it's heavy on my heart he already knew before I was born it was going to be heavy in that moment so taking the time to really authentically petition and then really authentically look for direction from the Lord and his Holy Spirit is going to guide you and counsel you if you are really seeking guidance, right? Not just superficially wanting to pray and then let it come to pass, maybe if you're lucky. No. We have a God who says that if you believe and you have faith for it, he's going to make the things in his will come to pass. Mm -hmm. But we often pray for a million bucks 
we don't know that the Lord cares more about our character than he does about our financial resources. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to lack so much where we have to do things to to become immoral, right? But he also wants us to realize, like, even if we had a million dollars today, that is not going to solve the root issue of our heart of why we feel like that's going to fulfill our life. So in the preparation of receiving prayer, he builds in us a character that is more in his likeness mm-hmm. in any of the prayer requests that we have. So it's important for us to, one, be authentic, right? Two, allow the Lord to direct you in positioning yourself in the real, in, in your action, in your faith action, to receive the thing that you're asking for. If you're not taking that step of action, then you're not really believing it's going to come to pass. By taking the step of action to do that little baby step of like, oh, I'm going to go check out the city because I really do feel led to go there. It's showing the Lord, I believe you say it's going to rain, and I don't care if it's seven times that I have to check. If you, if you say I can pray to you and it's going to come to pass, I'm going to do that. Go check out that location of, of the city you feel called to. Go look at what it costs to live there. Go look at the, the churches around there, the things that you would be exploring. Take the action and then keep in prayer, and the Lord's going to direct you of, yeah, you're going to be called there. Definitely. You're going to be a mom. Oh, yeah, you're going to get married. These things that he will confirm to you. He will tell you. He will show you because he loves you. And if you're seeking him, I can guarantee you, he is going to nurture you and navigate you towards what he sees best for your life. That's the first part of this whole thing. And there's a second part of it all, too. Preach. Preach. When we make this commitment to want to pray, do you, um, it can seem like almost a checkbox that we have to check off something we have to do um and that can feel really restraining um but what do you think about that is it really a sort of is commitment like to pray is that a restraint on you is that a restraint in your own personal life yeah so this is a something that we need to take back to the heart the commitment to prayer is more of a commitment to your heart are you wanting to truly experience the life of abundancy that god has called you to and this is a question that seems like oh yes of course i do but if you realize that you cannot live the abundant life which is like the good life and peace and rest and joy if you do not know the one who offers the abundant life which is our lord and the only way that we know how to tap into our Lord and the ad abundanceness is if we communicate with him, and that's prayer. Mm-hmm. So your your commitment, and this depends on also how it serves you best, right? We are all created differently. The Lord has our minds that are structured one way from um, being very, like, organized and needing to schedule it in our schedule so we feel, you know, a flow to it to where some people don't schedule things because they get their own flow from just, you know, letting their day go. Um, so it's really, it's not something where it's like, check it off in a box, because that would be the same way if you used an analogy where your son would go up to you and be like, all right, mom, I said hi to you five times today. And, you know, I had a little like 30 second conversation about how my shoes are looking or feeling or, mm-hmm. you know, the, something I tripped over. So that means I'm a good kid, right, mom? Like I talked to you, I got him like, or the son is like talking to you because he longs to talk to you. He loves you. He wants to invite you and build relationship, wants to share with you things and ask your advice about the best way to, you know, play a game or something. Um, mm-hmm. One yeah. is very rich example. and relational. 
the other one is very that it, there's nothing there. That's still no. your your heart is still postured in a in a selfish me centered way because you're still looking to do things just to receive. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't come overnight. It comes through building a relationship. So do not feel shame or embarrassed or something if you feel like, oh, I've been just trying to check off the box. No, God just still wants you there. It's just when you allow him to pivot your heart towards seeing that it's wanting to actually like rest in him and know him through his words, through prayer, allowing his peace to come over you, then he's able to really show you what it feels like to live in the abundant love and life that he can give. And there's no check boxes. It's like you got some time and you realize you don't have to go to a special room. You don't have to, you know, be in a special place. You don't have to pray a special prayer. You just have to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just be quiet before him yes. and know that he wants that in space in your heart because he can make everything else in your life expand way more quickly than you can in your own might if you first put him first and at the center he says it in his word all over the place put me first and everything else will come to pass and his intention with why he repeats it over and over again is because he knows it you will be more fulfilled in those five minutes in his presence than three hours doing anything else more that you think will be more enjoyable mm-hmm. um so i think to get back to your question is it a checkbox type of thing definitely not a checkbox thing but if you feel like you know right now as you're building a relationship it depends on where you are in your walk that if you put on your checklist, I want to spend five minutes with the Lord today and make sure I get it done, and that's the way you're going to accomplish it, then do it. Yeah. And then as you grow, realize that that's probably going to fade away because you're going to want to just do it more often, just right. how it builds in you. You you really need to just make sure that it's your heart that's postured right. Like, I'm putting it on a checkbox because I really want to remind myself this is important and not the heart posture. It's like, if I do this, then God's going to love me more because those are two different things. One is remind me. So I can spend that time in the beginning of your walk. And the other is like, if I do this, I'm going to get something. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so you're going to get the abundant life. It's just going to be, it's going to make you less of the center and God more of the center. And that's the most rich place that you want to be. Yeah. In time. Yeah. All right. So I think you answered some of the basic things that can kind of like catch people off guard and and get them stuck in their prayer life. Mm Mm-hmm time it doesn't always look the same for everybody but regardless of your situation and where you are you can always come to god Mm -hmm. through prayer yes um and in terms of preparing our hearts we talk about you talked about like having a specific like taking steps Mm -hmm. towards the thing that you're praying for and continuing to pray for that and expect that to come to pass even if it doesn't right away we also want to touch a little bit more on and, and maybe you like explained this quite a bit already but I don't th- I think we could go deeper in terms of what heart preparation looks like is not only a progression of taking steps towards something but it's also what we're doing and how we're feeling in that space emotional and yes and until yes yes, definitely that's That's a big that's the big part of it yes and that could be the the actual physical act of faith too even though it's an internal is is your mind set in belief or unbelief are you wayward are you doubtful these are the things that the lord uh, works out of us the bad things because he wants our heart to be faithfully trusting in him 
we show him love by our trust. And that's a process for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And that process looks different because we have different life experiences. We have different, you know, traumas even. We have different things that have caused us to, to not trust, you know. And so he's like, you may not be able to trust people in the ways that you would hope to, but you can trust the Lord, right? He's like, you can trust me. Mm-hmm. And how does he do that is he needs to make sure our heart is is believing. And so he will, in that time space, allow our hearts and our, our thoughts to realign, to really understand he's a faithful, he's a faithful Lord. Um, and so that's part of that, that mind shift of like act in faith, but also that act in faith means believing. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. the, that's the piece, that's the piece he's most, you know, I feel like the Lord finds most valuable is do we have a believing heart? That when he says something, it's it's true. And how do we know mm. what's true? His word. We always got to remember mm. that it's his word. This is where we're getting who he is, his character. Mm-hmm. The things that he says are true is through his word. Not through people, but through his word, first and foremost. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up. Um, could go on. Yes. And on. And on. My passion. And on. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, we will leave you guys with some prayer and then in the notes also add in some scripture that might help with your um, your prayer life and creating your own little sanctuary. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak about your goodness, Lord. Lord, I pray you would allow my brother and my sister to have your Holy Spirit just be heavy on their heart and giving them love and encouragement in this time that they would feel like they can petition to you. They can know you, that you want to be known by them, that they would bring everything to you, Lord, nothing too small and there is nothing too big for you, and that you eagerly await for them to reach out for you. And that is the most important thing is that they would know that you deeply love them and want them to reach out, to trust and believe in you, to pray to you, to hear you, to look at your doorsteps every day and to see the direction they should take. So I just pray, Father, today they may really have a heart that is open to receiving the words that you would allow us to speak over them and for them to pursue you through your word and to take on prayer, to communicate with you, to feel loved by you, to trust you, God, and to experience the abundant life that you offer. We love you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. 